This is Ask Me Another. I'm your puzzle president, Ophira Eisenberg, and this show is kind of like a state of the nerd address. Let me introduce Let me introduce you to our Ask Me Another puzzle ambassadors, Art Chung. Madam President. <laughs> Thank you very much. And John Chinesky. How are you? How are you today? Very good, good John. Hi. Hello, everyone. You'll be hearing more from them later in the show as they'll be leading us in different rounds of trivia. And let me introduce you to our Ask Me Another Secretary of Rock and Roll, Jonathan Colton. Thank you. I thought we agreed on Secretary of Awesome, no? <laughs> Secretary of Awesome? Is that what we were going to say? Oh, we'll promote you. Okay. Secretary of Awesome, oh, with a minor in rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, we have our first set of contestants. Erica Johnson and Chris Benton. So, Erica, I, uh, was, I found out that you are the author and artist behind the Ginger Snapped Chronicles. What is that? That is doodles of a uh, ginger snap cookie with a chainsaw and an axe. <laughs> <laughs> it's doodles of a ginger snap cookie with a... And the, does the ginger snap cookie go on adventures? Yes, she recently found her boyfriend in the woods with a marshmallow and a chocolate bar. He said he needed some more time to himself. <laughs> Erica, you are hilarious and clearly super twisted. I enjoy that. I enjoy that. And Chris, Chris, I have, uh, I have been told that you're a former child model. Please explain. That is correct. Um, back when I was in like kindergarten, first, second grade, uh, I was in a couple ads in uh, Florida, back where in Orlando, Florida. For and, what? What were the ads? Um, there was one for a bank. Did something for a local Toys for Tots, oh um, and then I did something for Disney. And I was also in a national ad for Florida Oranges. Look at you, you <laughs> little star! <laughs> and, uh, and and what do you do now? Are you still modeling? Uh, no, I am the exciting world of accounting consulting. Oh, <laughs> is that a natural progression? Is yes, that how it a, lot is. Of, that's, a lot of child stars washed work out with child you? stars? That's where they go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, you guys are going to be perfectly suited for our first game. It's called TV Poetry. I know. This game is about television theme songs turned into modern poetry of sorts. So, Jonathan, let's give the audience an example. Sure. I bet we've been together for a million years, and I bet we'll be together for a million more. Oh, it's like I started breathing on the night we kissed, and I can't remember what I ever did before. And there ain't no nothing we can't love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us? Shala. La la. La la. la, la. So, Art, did you recognize <laughs> that TV theme song without the music? Uh, the Sha La 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 gave it away. That was the theme from Family Ties. That's correct. Right. So, so, contestants, you will get a point for identifying the TV theme song without the music. And there will also be one follow-up question after each theme that either of you can ring in for. And whoever gets the most right will move on to our final Ask Me One More round at the end of the show. Are you guys ready? Do you understand? Yes. Okay, let's play. Who can turn the world on with her smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. With each glance and every little movement, you show it. Erica. Mary Tyler Moore? Mary Tyler Moore show is correct. <laughs> couple people in the front of our audience here were just dying, chomping at the bit to say it. And you got it right. Mary Tyler Moore, of course, a story about a woman in her 30s unattached with a career. Which was crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Is that science fiction? <laughs> yeah, that was... Well done, well done. Here's your follow-up question. Either of you can ring in for this. 
Once named the greatest television episode of all time, Chuckles Bites the Dust, centered around the death of their co-worker, Chuckles the Clown. How did Chuckles die? Oh, they are looking around, but they cannot find the answer. No, I got a no. Well, Erica says no. no. Chris? No. No idea? All right, I'm going to toss it out to the audience. Does anyone know in the audience? Wow. Greatest episode of all time? You guys need to watch more television. <laughs> he was, uh, Chuckles the Clown was at a parade dressed as a peanut. Clearly it was uh, the most amazing peanut costume ever because a rogue elephant tried to shell him. <laughs> Greatest television episode of all time, everybody. <laughs> Very graphic as well. Whatever happened to predictability? The Milkman, the Paperboy, Evening TV? No. Wow. Chris. Uh, full House? Yes, Full House is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly a favorite of yours? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. growing up. <laughs> All right, so which member of Full House admitted that he's the subject of the Alanis Morissette song, You Oughta Know? Erica. Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier, that's right. You Oughta Know, <laughs> you're correct. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jeez. Erica. Facts of life! Facts of life! <laughs> <laughs> right, with, that was almost like a name that tune, like one word. She needed she one was word. very fast, very fast. And what Academy Award winner appeared on the Facts of Life as the handyman? George Clooney. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Clearly, you, you learned the facts of life through that. Yeah, yes. they had a lot of great tips. And if you, have, if you could have George Clooney as your handyman. Yeah, that would be good news. <laughs> I like that it would be good news for you too, Jonathan. Well, he seems like a nice guy. I'd like to hang out with George Clooney, He's my handyman what? friend, George Clooney. <laughs> everybody wants to live like they want to live, and everybody wants to love like they want to love. Chris? Friends? Oh, no. Ooh. Shall I keep going? Everybody wants to be closer to free. Party of five. Party of five! <laughs> and the party of five siblings had the last name Salinger, which was, of course, a shout-out to J.D. Salinger. Now, the title of Salinger's Catcher in the Rye is actually a play on the title of a poem by what Scottish poet? He loves haggis and bagpipes and poetry. No, Chris is nodding no. Erica, no. Oh, she's thinking? No? It almost came to you, though. I like that. Uh, it's Robert Burns. Yes. The audience is doing that thing of like, really? So good for you. <laughs> <laughs> when you came in, the air went out, and every shadow filled up with doubt. I don't know who you think you are, but before the night is through, I want to do bad things with you. That was a creepy reading, by the way. Well, well done. That's, that's poetry. That was, that was excellent. Uh, what if I were to play it? I don't know think you are before this night is through. I want to do bad things with you. Chris, I think. Chris? True Blood? True yeah. Blood is correct. 
There was a lot of True Blood fans in this audience. When you were playing it, there was people grooving. People they were, were singing. super excited. I know, they were very exciting. They and True Blood is based on a series by the... Uh, a, I'm sorry, True Blood is based on a series of novels by Charlene Harris, but it was brought to television by Alan Ball, who was the creator of what other HBO series? Erica? Six Feet Under? Six Feet Under is correct. Yes, no, maybe, I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now. You're not... <laughs> Malcolm in the middle. Erica, you got to that quick. You are correct. Erica's very athletic I as know, well. she's That's like jumping of... for it. Yeah. Chris, was that on the top of your tongue? I had, yeah. You she had, beat yeah. me to it. But she mm. jumped, she literally yeah. jumped and yep. ran to that bell. <laughs> All right, and the Malcolm in the middle theme song was sung by They Might Be Giants. They Might Be Giants also performed the Bob Mould song Dog on Fire, which is the theme to what late night show? Ooh. No, some thinking, some nodding of no. <laughs> that is an amazing hint, by the way. How often is this show on? Uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Erica with the tiniest little bell ever, yes? <laughs> is that the Daily Show? That is the Daily Show. <laughs> Okay, so the scores are in, and Erica, you won this round. Congratulations. You'll be joining us later in the show for our Ask Me One More final round. Have another hand for Chris, a fantastic competitor. Thank you so much, Chris. Jeannie, she calls her boyfriend master. She can do magic when she crosses her arms and nods. She's a crazy genie, and he's an astronaut. They get into trouble sometimes. And sometimes his boss can get suspicious. Her double gets malicious. Their friend's the only one who knows that her name is Genie. She calls her boyfriend master. She can do magic when she crosses her arms and nods. Her arms and nods! <laughs> Jonathan Colton. I wanted to be that genie so badly. Yeah. I used to try to do that, make things happen like that. Yeah, bing, I think bing. you need to have magical powers for it. I know, I know. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm those, I don't think it. those were the actual words of the show. No? No. If, that, if, if, if those were the actual words of the theme, that would be an amazing coincidence. <laughs> Washington, D.C. is no stranger to mysteries. Like, why does everything have a code on it that Nicolas Cage has to decipher? Here at Ask Me Another, we have our own mystery to solve every week in the form of a mystery guest. Near the end of each show, these special guests come on and they tell us a little bit about themselves and then we test their wits in a trivia showdown. Sounds scary, right? Yes, it is. Art, can you give us a hint as to who our mystery guest is this show? Ophira, while he was on a trans-Siberian railroad trip, our mystery guest picked up a nickname from his Russian buddies after he fell on a patch of ice. You see, he was carrying a bottle of vodka at the time and he had the choice, either save the vodka or save himself. He decided to save himself and he let the bottle break. What? This was such a horrible crime... The Russians started calling him Look or Dope. They, call, they just they called him Dope for just, breaking vodka. I'm surprised he didn't go to prison, frankly. That yeah. is ridiculous. Gulag. <laughs> All right, we're going to find who this person is and tell him what we think of this vodka saving himself. Who would he, save themselves next to vodka? He sounds like a dope to me. 
<laughs> if you're listening to us right now and thinking, I could so be a contestant on this show, prove it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another, or you can send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org, and we'll send you a contestant quiz and see if you know your stuff. Coming up... <laughs> A game for the mathletes in all of us. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of word games, puzzles, and trivia for people who can get past Wednesday's puzzle in the New York Times. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our resident puzzle expert, John Janeski. Yes, thank you. And I expect they'll, they'll bury me in a conundrum someday. <laughs> All right, standing in front of me are our two new contestants. We have Elliot Court and Aaron Hairston. Welcome. Yes. Interesting fact about you, I learned. Mm -hmm. Is it true that you are from the largest family in America? Yes, I am. You're from the largest family in America. In America. That's am- how many people? I would like to say the world. In the world? Yes. That's what you're working towards? Is yes, that a goal? I yes. <laughs> I have nine nieces and nephews, so I think we're on our way. Wow. And so when you say largest, how, what, is, what are the boundaries of that? How many, how many uh, generations do you go out? Ooh. 1700s. Wow. Yeah. And there's been books written on you? PBS specials, books, podcasts. Do you run out of names, or is there more than one Well, I'm Aaron? not the only Aaron Hairston, so if I don't do well, I have plausible deniability. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love that. You have, like, other people you can blame stuff and on. boys Brilliant. and girls. So they're boys only... and girls. Yes. Oh, totally blame it on the boys, mm-hmm. for yes. sure. The oldest mm-hmm. one, too, I would yes. take. Yeah, excellent. Uh, all right, well, that's, this is going to be fantastic. You have mm-hmm. a lovely opponent named Elliot. I do. Elliot, have you ever been on public radio before? I have, actually. Um, when I was younger, I was on a road trip through Wisconsin, because that's what one does when one is young and Jewish. And we found, ourself, we found ourselves at... Really? Um, yeah, it was basically just us in front of what do you know. And so I got to throw the dart. That was my, intra- that was my entree into a public radio. You just drove up and they were like, you do it! Well, sitting in front row and being kind of cute kind of gets you. <laughs> oh. yeah. Radio audience won't know this, but we'll tell them, Elliot is really cute. Oh, you're too kind. Too kind. This game is called Expand Your Mind. John, are we uh, drinking some good tea around here, or what's going on? take that funny little pill. Every one of you, (laughs) pick it up now. In this game, I'm going to give you a word. We want you to add one letter to the front of the word and one letter to the back of the word to form a longer word. You're going to expand the word, man. Get it? Okay. (laughs) To get you started, Afira's going to try one. So, Afira, if I gave you the word raisin... And the clue, speaking highly of, how would you expand that word? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would add a P to the front and a G to the end to get praising. You got it. Very good. Okay, contestants, whoever scores higher will move on to our Ask Me One More final round. Ready? Indeed. Terrific. Here we go. The word is Oregon. The clue is a kind of conclusion. Elliot. We would add an F, an F to the beginning and uh, an E to the end to be foregone. Yes, perfectly right. Thank you for talking Perfect. it through. Nice work. Okay. The word is urban, and the clue is it's where Johnny Carson spent a lot of his time. 
It's a place in California. Yes, Aaron? Burbank. Burbank is correct, with a B and a K. Nice. Lingo. The word is lingo. Lieutenant Worf was a member of this race. <laughs> Elliot. Klingon. Klingon is right. I said you're right in Klingon. Did you hear that? That was amazing. Come on. And I said success. You're both great at speaking Klingon. Congratulations. Ellie just gave us the whatever, guys. All right, let's just keep these questions rolling. I know I'm not that talented, so I mean, I'm just that. Path. The word is path. You know what? I don't care whether or not you get this question right, so there's your stupid clue. Elliot? Apathy. Apathy is right, with an A and a Y. He was so convincing, you actually just thought for a minute there, he for was just second. done with it. He was I, just done with it. I had zoned out. <laughs> yes. really worried. I checked out. <laughs> Elliot's in the lead, but Aaron, there is a chance you can catch up. Try this one. The word is urchin. Urchin. Staggering from side to side. Elliot? Lurching. Lurching with an L and a G. Very good. <laughs> Finally, the word is implicit. It's a company known for making sewing patterns. Aaron. Simplicity? Simplicity, Simplicity is right. A last hurrah from Erin. It looks like Elliot won that round. You will be going on to our final Ask Me One More Round at the end of the show. Erin, what a pleasure. Thank you so much. A hand for Erin. Very good. John, would you like to give the audience another clue as to who our mystery guest is? Yeah, sure. Excellent. Take two words. The first word comes before dove to mean a gray bird with a sad cry. The second word is often partnered with subtraction. Together, those words sound like something related to our guest. Okay, I know the answer, and I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) That is the most mysterious clue. All Anybody right, in the audience have any idea? Raise your hand. Just raise your hand if you think you know the answer to that. That guy knows. Okay, we'll, we'll check with you later. Yeah. Okay. Welcome our two new contestants, everybody. In front of me right now is Todd Edder and Brian Gagnor. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Todd, Brian. <laughs> Brian? Yep. I was doing some research on you. I know that you work at the National Archives. What do you do there? Uh, I'm called an archives technician. It's basically making sure that the nine-digit number on a form matches the nine-digit number on a box on a shelf. And if it's not the same, then I fill out another form. You sound <laughs> like you love your job. Wow. Basically, I work uh, QC in a warehouse. It just sounds a lot nicer <laughs> when you call it being an archives technician. <laughs> Right, it's sort of like the uh, sandwich artist kind of thing, right? The same. All right. It's, it's, it's the same kind of thing, but. Uh, and do you happen to be a dungeon master? I, I am a dungeon master, but I don't do fourth edition. I, I do third because I. Like oh well, I understand. I understand exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I don't understand that at all. Um, but what does that mean? Can you tell me what that means? Uh, every. I mean, someone t- hooted and hollered, which is hilarious. Every to me. eight to ten years. Um, the company that publishes uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, releases a new version that changes a lot of the rules, and uh, my favorite is uh, third. I was never on board with fourth. Oh, so fourth came out, and you're like, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I as didn't a dungeon like what they master, with, I say no. I didn't like what they did with the feat system. You know, I, I wasn't into it. Yeah, I hear you. The feat system is screwed up this year. Uh, and Todd, you want to 
personal finance company called The Motley Fool? Well, I, I sure, I, we can say I own it, but, <laughs> okay, I, well, but I don't. Do you work at it? I do, I do, okay. actually, yes. Do you want to own it? Sure, why not? All right, well done. <laughs> do, do we all want to uh, come in? They can all come in with me, right? I think a dungeon master can give you a company, so uh, that's one that's of the true. powers. That's true, if, if a, like a D12 is rolled or something. What like is that? The Motley Fool? <laughs> There is a lot of 95-sided dice questions. I mean, answers going on right now. Yeah, totally. All right, our puzzle editor extraordinaire, Art Chung, is going to lead you in our next game that we call Replacement Math. Art, what is it about? Tell me. In this puzzle, we take a simple arithmetic problem and replace the numbers with common phrases that easily translate into numbers. For example, Jonathan, what number is the Beatles plus the wise men? So I would say there were uh, four Beatles, if you don't count Pete Best, and uh, <laughs> three wise men, and four plus three is seven. That is correct. That is an easy question, because Jonathan's a musician. You're going to get a little harder questions. <laughs> Not funny. When you, ring in, when you ring in, please show your work, just like in elementary school, and walk it through just like Jonathan did. Whoever gets the most points will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. All Do you right. guys understand? Yep. Great. Here's your first question. Jay-Z's problems plus Three Dog Night's loneliest number. Brian. Uh, 99 problems plus one is the loneliest number is 100. That is correct, 100. Yes! Your next question. Ways to leave your lover minus the rules for dating my teenage daughter. They're, Their hands are they're, they're shaking, but no... Uh, oh, Brian. Uh, 50 ways minus 10 rules equals 40? That's correct math, but not the correct answer. <laughs> oh. It's funny how that worked. Excellent math, though. Excellent, Excellent math. math. Yeah, that was remarkable. Todd? <laughs> you didn't have to ring in. But I like that you did. I like that you did. Let's go with 42. 50 ways to leave your lover minus 8 rules of dating equals something, 42. Something. That's right, yes. 42. Todd, that was right? Yes. But Always again, go with the uh, universal answer to everything, I guess. That's right. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but Brian, has, Brian just has ten reasons why you can't... Uh... Boy, there are a lot of nerds that here tonight. Yes. <laughs> Roger Maris's record home runs in a season, plus Michael Jordan's retired Bulls uniform number. Todd? 84. Can you show your 61 home runs plus 23 jersey number equals 84. That is correct. <laughs> We're all tied up. Next question. The number of apostles raised to the power of Eddie Money's tickets to paradise. Todd. I hope that was done. I'm going to say uh, 12 apostles raised to the power of two tickets to paradise is 144. That is correct. We are all tied up, so here we go. All right. The Dalmatians plus the Luftballons divided by Alibaba's thieves. Brian. Uh, 101 Dalmatians plus 99 loof balloons equals 200 divided by 40 thieves is 5. That is correct. <laughs> Brian, you are our winning. You are going on to our final Ask Me One More round at the end of the show. Congratulations. What a fantastic game, though. You guys were amazing. Give them a hand. Yeah. 
Pathological monsters Cry the terrified mathematician Every one of them is a splinter in my eye I hate the penal space and the coke curve I fear the Cantor ternary set And this Rapinski gasket makes me want to cry And a million miles away A butterfly flapped its wings On a cold November day A man named Benoit Man The brat was born Take a point called Z In the complex plane Let's see one BZ squared plus C and Z2 is Z1 squared plus C And Z3 is Z2 squared plus C And so on If the series of Z's will always stay Close to Z and never trend away That point is in the Mandelbrot set Mandelbrot set Your shock test on fire You're a daglo-pterodactyl You're a heart-shaped box of springs And wire you're one badass freaking fractal And you're just in time to save the day Sweeping all our fears away You can change the world in a tiny way Go on, change the world in a tiny way Jonathan Colton singing about math (laughs) Let's welcome back our puzzle guru, John Chinesky Hi, I'm back everybody Thank you. And our two new contestants, we have Paula Henning and Mike Glennon. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Oh, Paula has fans. Paula, you have fans. Excellent. Uh, Paula, you work for the Maryland Healthcare Commission? I do. Thank you. I want to say thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, that we're running like... the death squads, you know, and the... Uh... Yeah. Okay, great. Oh, good. Uh, you have a dark sense of humor? I appreciate that. <laughs> And, uh, Mike, you are a lawyer, but more importantly, you brew your own beer. Uh, from time to time, I've been known to do that, yes. From time to time? Like all times? Well, you know, every six weeks or so, when you need a new a fresh batch, it's time to get the water boiling. <laughs> You're a man of, like, a billion good ideas. That's what I've decided about you immediately. Tell all it right. to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Uh, John, what's our next game? So our next game is called Product Placement. And if I had one criticism about the great classic works of literature, art, and drama, it would be that the people who created them were terrible at maximizing brand synergies through (laughs) co-marketing. By the way, here at Ask Me Another, we are brought to you by money. Yes. (laughs) We were were originally going to call the show Ask Me a Nissan Pathfinder. (laughs) Didn't Didn't work out, yeah. So we've, we've helped out uh, some of these works with a little product placement of our own. So here's how this is going to go. I'm going to give you a short synopsis of a famous work with a subtle reference to a product or company added in. For example, John, I might say, this 1940 Hemingway novel about an American fighting in the Spanish Civil War features camaraderie, death, and nacho cheese gorditas. Oh, yes. You would answer. That would be for whom the Taco Bell tolls. <laughs> yes. Do you see how that works? Paula, you're on top of this? You're on top of this? Paula's got it. Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, ring in when you know the answer. A young girl falls down a rabbit hole into a fantasy world where she grows to a tremendous size after nibbling on a brand name sliced white loaf. Paula. Alice in Wonder Breadland. Yes. Focusing on the Ramsey family's vacation to the Isle of Skye, this novel by Virginia Woolf is a modernist meditation on time, perception, and the best-selling brand of low-calorie beer. Mike? 
To the Coors Lighthouse. Oh, so close. Best-selling brand. To the Miller Lighthouse? Wait. Paula. To the Bud Lighthouse. To the Bud Lighthouse is right. Wow. <laughs> what a beer, in there and a beer battle we had there. <laughs> Woo. And I like, she did a victory dance. <laughs> she does a victory dance. Where's your beer knowledge now, Mike? <laughs> Clearly, you don't do the light beer. Pays to know the crap sometimes. Yeah. If you make your own, you ain't drinking light. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's Preach true. it, brother. <laughs> CIA analyst Jack Ryan finds that he and a Soviet submarine captain can kiss a little longer with the right chewing gum. The hunt for Big Red October. Correct! (laughs) And that's just a great visual, isn't it? Just thinking about that. In this landmark work of economic theory, Karl Marx analyzed the exploitation of labor inherent in the manufacture of three-striped German sneakers. Mike. Adidas Capital. Yes, yes. Adidas Capital. Wow. That's low. That's low. That's low. <laughs> now we know. I know what kind of stuff you read, Mike. I'm starting to put it together. <laughs> Set in motion by a hit-and-run car accident, this Tom Wolfe bestseller examines how ambition, greed, and racial tension permeate New York City, like the wafting scent of gooey pastries at a mall food court. Mike. Cinnabon of the... No. A bon... Damn it. Paula. <laughs> Cinnabon fire the vanity. Yes, Cinnabon fire the vanity. <laughs> You were almost there. You were almost there. Well, that was one of the more hotly contested I know. games. I'm going to keep ringing. I'm, but <laughs> Just, the game is over, and ga- Paula, you have won <laughs> four yes. to two. Paula is going on to our final showdown at the end of the show. Mike, cannot thank you enough for being an excellent competitor. Well done. Thank you so much. Give him a big round. All right, it's an exciting time. It's time to reveal our mystery guest. So let's recap what we know about him. He was a bit of a dope in Russia, and that thing that John said, what was your hint again? This gentleman, you say you think you know the answer. Can you step up to the microphone just for one second? Okay. Okay, here's my clue. Take a word that can come before dove to mean a gray bird that has a mournful... Oops, what's the word? Morning. Morning. And what is partnered with subtraction? Addition. Addition. So you have morning and addition. addition. So what does that suggest? Someone on morning addition? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are right. Our mystery guest is David Green, everybody. <laughs> this is still NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm still Ophira Eisenberg. More to come. Plus, we'll put morning addition's newest host, David Green, in the puzzle hot seat. Welcome back to Ask Me Another NPR show for trivia nuts and the people that have to live with them. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me this week is our mystery guest, host, and correspondent for Morning Edition, David Green. Welcome, David Green. Thank you, Ophira. Thank you. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Way back when, when you worked for the Baltimore Sun, uh, I was reading, I just thought this was amazing. Actually, I was told this, that when you worked for the Baltimore Sun as a White House correspondent, you still kept, even though you had to be at the White House very early, you kept a bartending job at a dive bar on Sunday nights? I did. 
it was it was on Sunday nights. I they I think the bar owners. It was a bar called Coca Pulis in Washington D.C. It was a great uh, Coca Pulis divey pool hall. And I think the bar owners saw me there so often they sort of felt bad. They're like, we got to help this guy out. Do you want a job if you're <laughs> going to be playing pool here so often? And so I started working there. Um, and uh, my wife was a bartender. It was also a matter of trying to act as cool as my wife, which I really failed at. Um, but you know, I'd come home and she had made like, you know, hundreds of dollars in tips. And I'd say, oh, that's, I made like 30 bucks. So, I, <laughs> so I'll take you to, you know, somewhere for a really expensive date on that. So you're a big pool shark? No, no. Oh. Um, and really not a good pool player either. But You, you uh, just love it? I just, it was, it was cool to tell people you work in a pool hall because they assume that you're really good. What, White House correspondent mm. wasn't cool at all? No, I wanted pool hall bartender. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so finally, though, you had to quit. I did. You know, the campaign, I think, came, and I was just away too much. Right, you worked on the uh, campaign. Right. Uh, and welcome back to D.C. We're happy to have you back. Thank I know you. you were in Moscow for two years, Russia, Russia for two years. Yeah, it was wild time. Anything you miss about Russia? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> people are really nice. It was an adventure. It was... Um, <laughs> No, it's really Russia is a place where on 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 its face it seems really cold and and mean, but when Russians invite you into their homes, they give you lots of tea and vodka and they're really sweet. And so, so super generous. Super generous. And so that that I miss, but it was it was really cold. I mean, I know that's cliché, but it was cold. Yeah, no, when when cold is cold, yeah, it's like, real. I'm t- like your nostrils stick to, you know, together. I mean, it's just that kind of cold. Yeah. It's like unpleasant <laughs> Kind of cold. I grew up in Canada. I have a little bit of a taste of it. You I know. remember, uh, like, the tears would freeze on my face because the whole time I would lived in Canada, I just cried. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you? What was the number one thing you missed about America while you were over in uh, Russia? Chick Fil A. Really? I figured it would be a food thing. I figured it would be a food thing. I mean, among other things. I, I mean, people are clapping. You have a lot of. You got a lot of fans for that. Yeah. I mean, where do you go on Sundays, though? That's an insider Chick-fil-A yeah, joke. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're cool. I don't know. They don't have many York. It's cool. They all get it. <laughs> they all, all get it. It's fine. Chick-fil-A. I'm going to make sure I have one before Close I leave. Sunset, it's good. Just don't it's go very, on Sundays. Just don't go on Sundays. Good to know. Right. They're religious, I suppose. Very much. Um, and have you ever been on a game show before? I was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, oh, which is an Oh, look NPR at show. you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how'd it go? Was it fun? Did you have a good time? Uh, I, was, I, was, uh, I, I was the butt of a joke. Um, it was kind of unfortunate, actually. They ridiculed you? Well, it was shortly after I got to NPR, and I was covering the White House, and uh, Don Gagne, who's a great um, political correspondent for NPR and sort of my mentor, he had said, if you're in the NPR booth at the White House, be careful if you shut that soundproof door too often because you won't know what the hell is going on outside. Um, right, because it's soundproof. It's like it's really- soundproof. And I was sitting there one of my first days and just kind of chilling and like being like, okay, I'm covering the White House for NPR. Like, I'm really excited about this. It's like a huge honor. And then the phone rang and it was my editor and my editor, Ron, and Ron said, David, what, what, what's going on there? I was like, I'm here. I'm covering the White House. Here I am. He's like, okay, because I'm watching CNN and the White House has been evacuated. <laughs> And I was, I was like, you're like hanging I was like, out. Yeah, Ron, let me go check that out. Um, and so I, I opened the, I opened the door, and there was a Secret Service agent there, and he looked surprised, and I was surprised, and he said, "Why are you here?" And I said, "This is the question I'm trying to answer." I, really, what, I yeah, it was a plane coming towards the White House, and they had cleared the building. I remember. Um, Right, you remember that? That was you. You were that one guy that they were like. There was this one guy. Yep, that was leave. me. 
Yeah, and so they brought me on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and they played, uh, I think, Danger Zone, the song, Kenny Loggins, and uh, they said, hey, what building was evacuated because a plane was, you know, heading in direction? The White House, and everybody was out except NPR's David Green. Hey, David, why are you there? <laughs> so I was hoping to be on Morning Edition or All Things Considered, you know, as a new White House reporter and not Wait, Wait, but it was, it was, it was, it was, it was cool. Well, see, but we treat you nice here. You do. Is, yeah. yeah, no, I... But yes. are you ready for a trivia showdown? Absolutely. See, you know, it's interesting what you say about your story because your story actually is kind of a hint to the game that we're going to play. Because I know, since obviously you were privy to something that kind of was embarrassing on your part, but I'm sure you've been throughout your uh, time as a reporter, have seen a lot of embarrassing things, probably witnessed some political gaffes. Perhaps. And that is a bit of a hint to to what we're going to be playing now. So I ask you right now, David Green, do you accept... And ask me another challenge. Bring it on. All right. David, no one was willing to go up against you in a trivia game. Does that scare you? That is very surprising because they should have. They would have had a very good night. (laughs) Instead, you're going to be playing for a member in our audience. And you're going to be playing for a very intelligent man by name of Scott Shrake. (laughs) Depending on how you do, David, Scott will get a prize. And don't worry, Scott, it's going to be really good. We've got uh, our intern in the back right now rifling through David's stuff, so they're going to get, like, a credit and card. Scott can help. I mean, I can sort of no. signal to him. Oh, no. You're on your own, Scott, my friend. Scott, you see, we've got a thing going. It's going to be okay. No, Scott just gets to think of the answers in his head, and depending on how well you do, he'll get a prize. It's good. So there's a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> Take care of everything, Scott. It's Don't you worry. Fine. It's going to be fine. And since we're in D.C., you know, we were hoping to write a quiz about political gaffes and mistakes, but we just couldn't find any. Aww. Just kidding. We found, like, enough for 40 shows. But we decided to just do one quiz with them. So just to be clear, though, we are not going to do anything like this. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> you know, I always felt I always felt like that was it was strange that that ended his uh, his career his his campaign. But listening to it now, he sounds crazy. That's Howard. That's Howard Dean, of course. Yes, it's going to be great. Okay, right. John Chinesky is here, and he is going to help me with this puzzle. He is going to be playing the role of various politicians. Number one, in two thousand and six. Harry Whittington issued a press statement that said, My family and I are deeply sorry for everything Vice President Cheney and his family have had to deal with. We hope that he will continue to come to Texas and seek the relaxation that he deserves. Why did he say that? Cheney accidentally shot someone. <laughs> that is correct. Can, we, can you, yes, yes? Cheney shot Whittington in the face, yes. Yeah. Shot him in the face. I believe on Harry's property. Was he the guy in tech? Yeah, there. Yeah, it was on a ranch. Cheney was a really great hunter. <laughs> Until that, just that day. <laughs> That's right. Hunter of people's faces, yeah. as it turns out, was he went really after, his thing. went after the most dangerous game. <laughs> An old white man. <laughs> they are agile. They're they very are. agile. They're very quick. What California senator famously said the following... Those who survived the San Francisco earthquake said, thank God, I'm still alive. But of course, those who died, their lives will never be the same again. Barbara Boxer? Barbara Boxer is correct. (laughs) See, the 
this is this is great stuff. You're per, you know all these guys. Rock gaps. on, yes, yeah, yeah. We're be Rock fun. on, three more, right. right? Is that what we need? Okay. Yeah, three more. I love that. Eye on the prize. Eye on the prize. <laughs> In early 2009, British Prime Minister Gordon Brown visited the U.S. and gave President Obama a penholder carved from the timbers of the anti-slavery ship, the HMS Gannett, and a frame commission from the HMS Resolute, and a seven-volume biography of Winston Churchill. Amazing. In return, what did Obama give Gordon Brown? Scott, I am so sorry. (laughs) I think I was in Russia. (laughs) Yeah, that's... That's a, that's a good... Not sure? Not All sure. Right. Uh, do you want, should we throw it out to the crowd? That lady right there. That's right. He gave 25 DVDs of American films like Psycho, Raging Bull, It's a Wonderful Life. And they don't play on British DVD, DVD players. <laughs> but he did rip them himself from Torrent, so that was nice. That was special. It shows he cares to do it himself. Had his hands on it. All right, you're still in the game. We're still there. During the 1992 vice presidential debate, whose opening remarks were... Who am I? Why am I here? Oh, God. Oh, man. I forget his name. Can you tell us who he was? This is tragic. Um, Dan Quayle? No, that was 88. Clinton... (laughs) Is this process of elimination? Yeah. (laughs) Everything's going to be fine. Ross Perot's running mate, Lloyd yes. Benson. Yes. No. Oh wait, no. half of it. He got half. He, of got, it. he got the Ross. Ross Perot's running mate. That's. We'll yes. Take that. that will do. That will do. That will half do. Half a point. That will do. Does anybody know his name? Stockdale. Stockdale. James, Admiral James Stockdale. Very good. The Japanese coined the word "bushu suru" after George H. W. Bush visited Japan in 1992. What does the word mean? Vomit? Yes. 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 It literally means to do a bush, but it refers to embarrassing public vomiting. Awesome. Which Bush did on the prime minister. Only the best. Only the best. Is there any other kind of public vomiting, really? (laughs) Right. Totally confident, happy public vomiting. Look at that guy. How do you do it, sir? Practice, practice, practice. All right, how did David do? Oh. He got three. He got three! Three! <laughs> and how many did I need for Scott to win a prize? Three! All right! right. Yeah, it worked out. Oh, it worked out. We have some prizes for you. Scott, you will be receiving a one-of-a-kind special NPR Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Yes. And David, for being such a good sport, you'll be receiving also a one-of-a-kind Ask Me Another NPR Rubik's Cube. Thank you so much for being an amazing guest, David Green! Uh, So I'm going to do a little song right now, uh, just to explain what this is. This... um This song is a mnemonic device for remembering all of the presidents and how many terms they each served. It's called Washy Ad Jeffy. Washy Ad Jeffy, Maddie Monroe, Ad Jackson, Van Hare, Typote, Phil Pear, Bill Lincoln, John Grant, too. Hayes, Garther, and Cleve, Hare, Cleve, and McKim, Roosevelt, Taft, 
Wilson, Hart, Coolidge, Who, Franklin, Roosevelt, Truman, Ike, Ken, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Card, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, W. Maybe you someday If you do, they'll say What a fine president You make Beautiful, Jonathan Colton. Thank you, thank you. So with that, I can learn all the presidents and remember how long they served. Yeah, the number of syllables in each nickname tells how many terms they served. Yeah. Washi Ad Jeffy. Washi Ad Jeffy. Two, one, two. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay, this is what we've all been waiting for. This is our Ask Me One More Final Round. We are bringing back the winners from all of our previous games. We have Erica Johnson from TV Poetry. From Expand Your Mind, Elliot Court. From Replacement Math, Brian Gonyor. And from Product Placement, Paula Hanning. We call this game Basic Initialisms. John, can you explain that? An initialism is an abbreviation formed from the first letters of a phrase or name. For example, MYOB stands for Mind Your Own Business. Now, some initialisms are acronyms like NASA, initials that are pronounced like a word. Now, contestants, we're going to give you some initialisms or acronyms, and you tell us the words that each letter represents. You'll only have a few seconds to give us an answer, one wrong answer, and you're out, sort of spelling bee style. The next player gets a chance to correctly identify the words... And then the last person standing is this week's grand winner. Are you ready? At my kid's school, I'm a member of the PTA. What does PTA stand for? Parent-Teacher Alliance. No, let's go to... Uh, who's the behind you? Take a step aside. Parents-Teacher Association. Parent-Teacher Association. We'll take it. Good enough. Go to the back of the, uh, the, the line, Erica. The company known as IBM doesn't seem to sell many computers anymore. What does IBM stand for? International Business Machines. That's correct, Paula. Good job. <laughs> Step aside. And let's see, Brian. A 10-year-old might call someone their BFF. What does BFF stand for? Best Friends Forever. That's right. <laughs> Erica, many dot-com websites feature a FAQ or FAQ. What does FAQ stand for? Frequently Asked Questions. That is correct. <laughs> Go in the back. Paula. In business, an important corporate title is CFO. What does CFO stand for? Chief Financial Officer. That's right. <laughs> Brian, at the Skywalker Ranch, George Lucas founded ILM. What does ILM stand for? Industrial Light and Magic. That's right, Brian. Back of the line. Erica, the military alliance known as NATO was started in 1949. What does NATO stand for? Five seconds. North Atlantic Treaty... Or no, I'm what? sorry. What? Keep it going. Organization. Yes, fine. Yeah, ready to go. She's a coiled spring, that one. Uh, yeah. Paula, a doctor could tell you what an MMR vaccine is. What does MMR stand for? Measles, mumps, rubella. That's correct. Yeah. Brian, in the world of academia, there is the UCSB. What does UCSB stand for? I have no idea. 
Okay, let's see if Erica knows. Erica, UCSB. University of California, Santa Barbara. That is correct. Very good. <laughs> Down to the two ladies, Paula. So exciting. Paula, can you tell us what JPL stands for? Jet Propulsion Laboratory. It does. You're right. Paula pulls it out. Congratulations, Paula. You are a big winner of our show today. She is jumping up and down. She's got fans in the audience that are standing on their feet. Paula, wait to hear what your grand prize is. You get breakfast and a tour of the NPR headquarters led by the one and only David Green. So congratulations. Well done. Well, that's it for Ask Me Another. My producer is giving me the wrap-it-up face, but uh, remember, there's so much more where this came from. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another on Facebook and Twitter. Ask Me Another puzzle czars have been John Chinesky. Hey, you know, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. And Art Chung. Narc Thug. The man behind the music is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing contributed by Sean Kennedy, Swanky Henden, and Dan Schofield, Kaddish Felon. Our technical director today is Neil T. Vault. Evil Nuttail. With production help from Molly Hart. Mr. Hall Toy. And Victor Holiday. Ooh, Cavity Drill. Ask Me Another supervising producer is Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Our executive producer is Eric Newsom. Purium Zen. We'd like to thank Busboys and Poets here in Washington, D.C. Bossy Pets Abound. Our home for this week's show. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. NPR.